This is CliffCentral.com. That's when you know you owe some poor. When they are singing to you, Bish, better have my money. This is when all politeness has flown out the window and they just want their effing money. Good morning. Good morning. This is Timmy Meraki on a sipping tea. And I'm sipping tea and I'm feeling like I was run over by the bus that was carrying the money that Jacob Zuma was paying back. Like, I feel horrible. And I'm not surprised that I'm sick. Um, I think um, having three children makes my chances of getting sick three times higher than the average person because... Um, Children are little petri dishes of illness. They carry the most amazing bags. And then if your child is like puking, just know you're going to puke guts if you catch the same thing. Like it's never the freaking same. Anyway, so I'm suffering from some ear, nose, throat situation. And I was like, oh, I could call in sick and tell them, you know. But then I'm like, yo, to me, you're a comedian, you're a performer. They're going to be like, ah, it's drugs, it's drugs. Or she's hungover, you know. Or she had too much last night with the husband because we know she's a freak like that. So I came to work anyway. So try not to judge my my lack of intelligence this morning. Um. But yes, on the subject of, of money, I think money is such a sensitive situation, right? Like, let's be honest, guys. When, when we talk corruption, when we talk, um, oh, I hate this guy so much, uh, when you're talking in politics in the country, it's mainly about money. It's about misappropriation. It's about mismanagement. It's about stealing of this money. It's money is a problem, right? Like the, on, on a bigger scale. And I was thinking, you know, it's so awesome. Like he's paying back the money, except now because we are typical South Africans. I know our next thing is where did he find the money? Now we won't be satisfied. He paid back the money. It's not enough. <laughs> I get the feeling the next big thing will be, but where did you find the money? Cause you don't own leprechauns. So nobody took it to the end of the rainbow to find the little, um, uh, bucket of gold. So tell us where for did you find for money? I don't care about that. What I care about is we, this man was somehow, it took so much to get him to pay back this money from him giggling and being like, I ain't paying shit. I don't do none wrong to getting our lovely advocate to be like, yo, pay back the money to having all these parties going, gee, just pay back the freaking money. And then eventually he's like, okay, fine. I'm going to pay back the money. What happens when it's a basic thing like your your aunt or your friend or your sister or a random neighbor who borrows five rand fifty to catch a taxi? Uh, but they borrow. My problem is you borrowed it, right? And by saying lend me X amount, lend implies return. Don't ask me to lend you something. Say if you say to me, give me ten bucks. I'm not gonna say you owe me ten bucks because you said give me ten bucks. But when you come to me and you go to me, may I please borrow or please lend me? Then I'm like, yo, I'm getting it back, right? You know what I mean? So how do we get back that money? Because my problem 
See, I don't mind helping helping people. In fact, it's the kind of thing that will even get me into trouble, you know, sometimes where the husband is like, yeah, but baby, you know, you don't have to just because they're asking and they've given you such a great sob story. Everybody has a sob story. You don't help to help, have to help everyone, right? But then I'm like, yeah, but this person was so clear about how they're going to pay me because the way they've explained it is their money's only coming in on the 25th. It's now the 16th. They can't wait until the 25th. So if I lend them this money on the 25th, when they get paid, I'm getting my money back. Then it becomes the 25th o'clock. And the 25th o'clock, this person isn't calling me. They're not arranging a meeting for me to get my money. And then I make up the story for them in my head. I'm like, yo, it's only the 25th now. So maybe the money is clearing. So let's wait for the money to clear. And then tomorrow, I'm sure they will hook me up because, I mean, companies are on point. They make sure the money clears. Then it becomes the 26th. I'm still not getting a phone call. Bump into the person on the 27th. Now, I don't want to bruise the topic first because I don't want to seem like, you know, this whole time I've been holding my breath for this money. So I don't bring it up. But then this person doesn't bring it up. Like... Now they're going, hey, sharp hair girl, I'll see you next week. And you're thinking, no, but, but, but there's, there's an elephant in the room and you're ignoring it. This elephant is going to stomp us, please, you know? But then I'm too polite to go, but so what about that? The 25th was, we've passed it already. We missed the deadline. No, I, I, I stay calm. But now you begin to resent this person, right? Because they didn't have to beg you for the money. Why must you beg for your money back, you know? So maybe a week passes and then you go, Hey, dollar, about that 150 bucks. Yeah, but to me, I said, I'll pay you back. Yes, but why are you getting annoyed? <laughs> because I thought I was helping you because clearly you forgot that you said you would pay me on the 25th. Yeah, but I have debits and I have, I have debits and I have responsibilities and, 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 you know, I have stress and you know to me, you know, I'm not like you. I'm not married like you. At least you can have someone who's supporting you. Me, it's just me and these children are looking at me and I'm thinking, I, all I'm hearing is, the 25th o'clock has come and gone. <laughs> Why are we discussing your responsibilities in life? Because when you said you're going to pay me back, we didn't discuss how you have no support and how I have a husband. We talked about how you are going to pay me back my effing money when you get paid. You've been paid, bitch. And then three months later, we're still having the same conversation. It upsets me. Or if you owe me and I go, hey, Munna, now about that parcela. And then you turn to me on some... Konje, how much do I owe you? Oh, really now? Now I must embarrass myself. <laughs> but you know, forget that. What gets me? What gets me is when the person goes, how? 500 nyana. 500 with the diminutive nyana at the end. So those of us who are not conversant with these Bantu languages, the minute somebody adds nyana to something, they, 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 they make it smaller. You understand? It's like saying maneki instead of a man. It's the eki of the Bantu. You understand? So this person is going, how? Mare, 500 renta, nyana. as if it's 5,000 rent. Now I must apologize for chasing up my money because I'm acting like it's such a big amount. No, Kada. When you were borrowing the money, for, it was not a nyana when you were borrowing it from me. When you were on your hands and knees 
It was this 500 rand that was a life-breaking situation. Your life was hanging by a thread. And the only thing that was going to save you was that 500 nyana. And then today when you have to pay me back, I must apologize for asking you for the money. And the reason I get upset about this is because a lot of people who, who, you know, people have the guts to go and ask, to, uh, yeah, the people, uh, hey, the English has even left me now. The P, it, it seems to me that people like me who get approached by people who want to borrow money are approached because people know we care. They know we want to help. And so they decide. And I think also there's the misconception that, yeah, but she has money. She makes money. So she won't miss this money. And I find that so dirty because I feel like it is out of the goodness of my heart. So you are consciously abusing my kindness and you are consciously actually fucking it up for the next person who's going to want to borrow money from me, who's going to probably genuinely need my help. But because you are such a selfish, selfish effort, you have ruined it for everyone. Like now, I'm so scared of lending my family money. Like if if I get an inkling that anyone is in any kind of financial problem, I avoid them. Like now, my hair is gray, right? I've got seriously, seriously, my gray hairs are ridiculous. And you know, my people say gray hair means money. So every time I go home, I dye my hair black. I'm like, these people must not see the money on my head. Because they're all going to want money. And then nobody's going to pay me back. And it gets really awkward because people can sell you stories. Guys, I have a cousin who told, sold me a story about how she's in real estate and she's selling these properties. And I mean, I'd seen the property she lived on. It was huge. It was a farm. And she was like, no, I stay in these places and I sell them and I make a commission. That's like at, at, at a go, I make 150K you know, in, in commission, 100K in commission. And she was like, so um, I'm having a problem with this truck thing because she was also dabbling in these. Uh, delivery trucks that travel between South Africa and Zim and South Africa and Malawi. And so she was in trouble and she's like, oh, I need 15,000, blah, blah, blah. Fine. Sells me a story. Now I'm like, dude, I'm married. Hey, I can't just lend you money like that without talking to my husband. And I need you to understand that the, the minute you don't pay me money, you're causing tension between me and my husband. He's like, no, I respect your marriage. I would never do me. You know me. I've never asked you for money before. So you must know I'm desperate, blah, blah, blah. I fall for this story. I speak to my husband. He is extremely uncomfortable with the amount. I sell her story the way she sold it to me and end it off with that she never asks me for anything. So she must really be in a bind. And she's committing because we've seen the property she lives in and we know she sells that property. So when her commission comes in, we're getting our money. We paid her. And this is where I think I opened up the demon in her because I accidentally, instead of sending her proof of payment, I sent her the SMS that came to me um, saying, you know, this money has left your account. This much is left in your account. And I realized she must have looked at how much was left in my account and gone, oh, jackpot. Because the next story was how she had been robbed of that money that we gave her. And now she is in a panic because now her driver is stuck on the other side of the border and she needs her truck back. And please, 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 even if it means she has to sell the truck when it arrives, because you can see this business isn't working out for her, please, we'll get the money back. We'll get the money back. Now, guys, she already owes me 15000 And someone out there must know what a big effing idiot I am because then I believed her. But my husband was smart. My husband goes, let's make her sign a contract. 
this is a too huge an amount for us to just make it verbal. We need to have a signed contract that says this person will pay will pay us by this time. I have this stuff on me. Now, this is where I feel like family can go too far. Because then what she does is she doesn't pay me back. Every time I phone to remind her, I even, you know, you even employ emotional blackmail. And this person is just not budging and they're going, but you know, I have problems. But you know, I'm going through this. What are my children supposed to eat? You know, I'm supposed to put a child through school. But that's how they're shouting at you. And you're going, but wait, dude, you inconvenienced me by coming into my house asking for my money. But now I'm in the wrong for asking. Yeah? And then I have conversations with my cousins and you know you'd have someone cry, and she owes me two thousand rand, or she owes me five thousand, or she owes me a hundred rand, and you're going, Wow. If the person who's owes owed a hundred rand, a hundred is crying, who am I with my thousands? And then you get now, now, now we've said about it, those of us who are owed, and uh, some have small enough amounts to take it to small claims court. But now what happens to family? Because you know, we've also been raised to know that family has each other's backs. Am I wrong for supporting the people who want to take it to small claims court? Because I feel like it, it does, it does, it, it's come to that. Cause for me, it's about the principle of the thing. You know, I don't care how much you took from me. It's about the principle of the thing. How do we get people to pay us back, especially family? You know what I mean? Because now what I hate the most is when you owe me, but I must apologize to you for wanting my money back. Where is the logic, Bagit? If you can just help me understand this. You know, and that's why sometimes I'm like, yo, I should pull those loan shark situations where if you're going to borrow money from me, give me your bank card. Give me the pin. Give me if you're saying to me, I swear to you on the 25th, I'll pay you back. I'll be like, okay, Choma, let's do this. Let me let me even take the stress away from you. Give me your bank card. Give me your pin number. Okay. Whereupon I am going to do and make sure that before I give you back my, your card, I'm going to take my money, you know. And I know people can then try and be clever and go to the bank and say, oh, then they'll go and close their bank account. All right. All right. Then you know what we must do together, me and you. We're going to open an internet bank account together. That's what we're going to do. And my cell phone will be the cell phone that gets the OTPs. <laughs> like, I don't know. It feels like there's just no way. But why must I have to trick you? You know? And... You know, I know what it's like not to have money, mind you. Like the, the lifestyle I live right now comes from being at a place where I know what it's like to live from hand to mouth. And for me to borrow money took a hell of a lot out of me. I was so afraid to borrow money. And my biggest reason for that is I used to watch my mother struggle to pay people back. And I swore to myself, that'll never be me. You know those awkward situations where there's a lady who's coming in at the gate and your mother quickly closes the curtain and tells you to shut up and switches off the radio and then you guys sit there and don't breathe, you don't move. You stay as still as possible so that that person thinks there's no one in the house. And I know, see, so you know, when you know you've been, when you know you've tasted what it's like to be in debt and you go, that's not going to be me. You know, when you know what it's like to have people listed at the credit bureau and watch them going through hell just to get their names cleared. That's me. So if I, and I have borrowed money, I'm not claiming I've never borrowed money, but you must understand how how deep I had to dig to borrow money from anyone. And as soon as I had even a fraction of that money, I would pay it back. Like, if I owed you money, I would never let you see me eating hot wings or KFC. Because part of me would feel like I'm using your money and you're seeing me eating your money for fun and I'm not paying you back. So I would be that embarrassed. Now imagine, 
I have another cousin who took 5,000 rand from me and then told me how she was struggling in life. The next time I saw her child, she, the child was wearing Air, Nike Airs. The child had a new PlayStation 3 when they had just come out. And I'm like, this bitch. Oh, but it gets better. Then my mother passes away. We meet at my at my mother's funeral because now, you know, we have to... Yeah, we're black people. We cook together, you know? So everybody puts something in the kitty. And she's still making me buy her airtime. Guys, you, you've you never seen me sit on somebody like that. I was like, I've got the airtime. Give me my cash now. She's like, yeah, when we get to... I said, I don't care about getting to the house. Give me my money now, you know? And I got that money on the spot, you know? But I was still like, yeah, but you still owe me 5,000. <laughs> but I, I just feel like I don't help people so that they owe me. That's I hate that. I want to be able to lend you something and we must still be able to hang out and it should all be chilled. You know what I mean? Like... I have a cousin who, when I, I, I have many, many families, but there's, there's one who I did lend money. And you know, I love how she was so clear about her position. She was like, dude, this is what I'm going through right now. I cannot conclusively tell you when I'm going to pay you back. But what I can do is say, I know my debits get up to this point. I'm going to have this much sitting in my account. Are you comfortable with me giving you X amount over the next couple of months? Simple. And I was like, cool. And you know what I did? At a certain point, I wrote off the rest of the money because I was like, I can see you're trying, but you're in a freaking bind. Stop paying me back. You know why? Because I can afford to lose that money. I've helped you and you've proven your honesty to me. You've proven that you actually respect me because you've tried to actually pay me back. And you were honest right from the onset that you can't even give me a specific time that you're going to pay me back. Why can't people be like that? Why must you decide to me can afford, therefore I must take? Because for me, that is rude. That is, it's, it's rude and it's just, it's, it's undermining. You undermine me and you undermine my kindness. It's a problem for me, you know? And if you aren't that kind of person, I would, I would love if you could tweet or message and tell me what it is in you that, that makes you okay with doing that to people. Like, what's your logic? Maybe there's something I'm missing. You know, because I know some people will overcompensate and that's why they're screaming at you and you're asking, asking for your money. And they're like, do you think I've forgotten that I owe you? Yeah. But why are you shouting at me? Why are you shouting at me? How do you think I feel? Because you know that extra little bit of money could go a long way for me as well. You know what I mean? It's not like to me makes money, but she lives this cheap lifestyle. No, me, I'm living a nice life. So trust me, every cent matters. And I plan for my money. I don't accidentally make money. Number one, I worked for it. I didn't win the lotto. I worked for it. So I've earned this money that you've decided you're entitled to as well. And this is where I also have a problem. Where just because we're family does not mean you're entitled to my shit. You know? Now I must come and beg you. No, my friends. I have a big problem with that. But I'm, I'm just very interested in how people deal with that. You know what I mean? Are you going to give yourself an, an ulcer? Because, yes, when you, when you, um, when you lend family money, like a new principle I've learned, which I was taught by my father-in-law, and to be honest, it, it, it helped me start slowly writing off a lot of the debt to friends and to family. Friends I consider family and to family. What made me um, write it off was when he said to me, when you lend your family money, immediately it has to be money you, you can afford to let go of, and it has to be money you can easily write off. 
Because at the end of the day, and that's me, guys, my family is everything to me. If, if I mean, for people who know me and who followed my career, they know I am not that who checked me out at the red, red carpet, who checked me out I'm at this party that everybody is at. That's not my social life. My social life revolves around my family and and my friends. So that those are the relationships I nurture. Those are the relationships that I live in. And that's when, where inevitably I end up, if I have to lend anyone money, it ends up being family. You understand? And so I will only do it now after learning from that woman. Cause I kid you not, guys, this, I have a cousin out there who owes me easy about 60,000 rand. That is a lot of money. If I was a bank, I would have taken furniture by now. You know what I mean? And I didn't. And I need to get to that point where I go, I'm going to write this money off. But the principle of it is wrong. And that's where I have a problem. You know, I, I, I can't ever think that this is how you treat people. It's not cool, you know. So I'm going to try if, if, if anything. Um, I'm trying to see if, if, if anyone is saying anything online. Um, there's uh, this guy on the racer. On the racer is Afrikaans for teacher. And he says, family who owe us money is the biggest and worst issue. They can't pay back. Is it that they can't or that they won't, you know? Is it that they can't or that, cause also if you can't, if you were able to swallow your pride and ask me for money, why can't you swallow your pride and explain to me that you can't pay me back? Do you know what a huge difference it makes to the, uh, to you, to me when you tell me the truth? Cause when you, when you're honest with me and say you can't pay me back, you are, in, you are respecting my intelligence and you are, I don't know, you're giving me a chance. To at least go, no, screw you, I want my money. Or a chance for us to talk about how you can make it up for me in a, in a different way. You know what I mean? Like, um, when I lived with my sister, for example, there are a lot of times where she'd be like, oh, can you lend me, lend me, lend me? I'm like, this bitch is talking about lending. She knows she's never going to pay me back. But what I would do is I would get her to do stuff for me. Like the the amount of babysitting, of um, running errands for me Of making her do the kind of things A runner would do um, If I was to hire one and pay one Were enough to, to make up for the money That, that um, I had lent her You know what I mean And I always feel like If it's family, if it's friends You're able to barter things like that You know what I mean At the end of the day If you can just show someone Some serious love and respect Because in me agreeing to lend you that money Surely you understand that I just showed you love it is an extension of my love for you and how much I care for you that I've gone. You need this. I'm not even asking you what you need it for. I'm just saying, well, here you go, because I don't want you to be in a bind. Why must you then take advantage of that? Eh? Yeah, you must pay back Ramani. Uh, we are at a point now where I'm going to catch a, a little bit of a of a drink because, guys, I'm sick. Eh? Guys, I'm sick. Eh? Like you don't understand, guys. This infection is not nice. Like, I don't know what it's like to have a sore ear until now. Like, um, my doctor laughed at me. He's like, at 35, that's the, you're getting ear problems at 35 and throat. He's like, yeah, you're regressing your Benjamin Button. Anyway, let me sip some tea. How to start your great with Kellogg's and the Kelman 20. Don't procrastinate. Do what you want to do and do it now. Be as good as you can, but they can't actually ignore you. Run your own race and stop comparing yourself to other people. On your own pace, your own race, your own lane. Love yourself enough to work on yourself and be honest with yourself. The main thing is action every single day. Small attainable goals that will get you in the right direction. 
Hashtag start your great. I am a South African. I carry the hopes and dreams of my country and the generations to come. I know that it's not where I come from, but where I'm going to that really matters. At Sibanye, we believe the future of our country will be defined by our actions today, which is why we are committed to the development of our leaders. Sibanye, we are one. Visit us on sibanyegold.co.za. Get my money back. Uh I'm gonna get my money back. Uh, uh I'm gonna get my money back. Uh, uh. Woman of color says to me, my mother taught me that if someone asks to borrow money from me, I should ask myself if I'm okay with that person not paying me back. If the answer is no, then I shouldn't lend them the money. That is a very good point. Because it took me a very long time to make peace with the money I didn't get back. I'm bringing it up now, not because I'm upset, but because I feel like the principle is wrong. People must look inside themselves and go, I am, I am a bad person for having done this and I will pay reparations. <sighs> the quiet storm says La Kasha broke people's knees for precisely this reason. La Kasha broke people's knees for precisely this reason. People hate paying back what they owe. <laughs> so I must get myself a La Kasha, actually, and get this La Kasha to go and break people's kneecaps. And then, no, but now that's not fair. Now you owe me and now I'm in jail and I'm incurring even more costs because now I must pay a lawyer and pay bail. People must, why must you test my spirit when all I was trying to do was be a good person? That's all I want to know, you know? Because sometimes I, like guys, this thing is beyond money. It's beyond money. Like now as I was arriving, there's also a lady now telling me how she lent someone a dress because this person was like, I'm going to a funeral. Oh, oh, no money for a new dress. Don't have time. We're the same size. Can I borrow your dress? Lends this person a dress to wear to the funeral. Been waiting for her dress, right? Then she bumps into this person's sibling wearing her dress. What must you then can happen? Me, I will strip you down in the streets right there and then give me back my dress. I'm sorry. Like, I don't understand. You know, I feel like there are some people who are just like, yeah, but Mang Mang has it. Why must I struggle? Let me just go and get this thing and be entitled. You know what I mean? Entitlement. This thing is a problem. It is real. People like to think, you know, it's just a word we use when we want to start cack. No, it's actually a real thing. Because on this topic of entitlement, I mean, I think about when I'm driving through Johannesburg and I, and, and I look at how when people cut you off, when, when people, ugh, when people take shortcuts, when people, when I cut in, um, in a queue at the, at the, at the mall when it's Christmas and everybody's busy, when, you know, little things like that, where I go, entitlement is a serious problem. It is a serious problem. When, when you can see the restaurant is extremely full, you can see that the waiters are working double time, but you must get your food first because, oh, you are the king, but everybody else must wait for you. It is a problem. Okay. 
I've seen there's this one woman who confused the hell out of me. I mean, you're in a Porsche, so I'm gonna assume you've got money to play with, ne? And then she gets to the boom, and the boom won't open, and she's got her ticket. And the guy is like, uh, did you print a receipt when you paid for your ticket? Like, ah, oh, ah. Oh. Now she's making noise. And I'm like, oh, okay, if I'm to understand this correctly, this woman actually did not even bother to pay for her ticket. She's now refusing to go back to pay for her ticket. And then it emerges. She didn't even have the right. That wasn't even the ticket from that day. So she's lost her ticket. She's got the wrong ticket from a different day. But she's refusing because now the guy's going, oh, okay, if you've lost your ticket, it's this much. Now she's throwing toys. I'm like, I'm looking at the car you're driving and how much that car probably costs. Ne? I'm looking at this this blouse you're wearing because it's not a shirt from Mr. Price. Now you are going to cry because this person is saying, pay 50 rand because you lost your ticket. No! Pay! 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 You know... Because sometimes I think the problem with this country isn't always just race and what, what. It's actually manners. Manners. We've forgotten our manners. It's Heritage Month. And I think this Heritage Month, we must consider what what's our heritage when it comes to good behavior. What does your culture teach you about respecting the other person? Because I've covered for most of this show the money aspect of it. Because for me, common decency, common respect, it's all I ask. And you people must now look inside themselves and say, on Heritage Day, if I don't have children, what am I teaching my, my nephews and my nieces? What am I telling them they are inheriting from me or from our family uh, in terms of the, the, uh, the legacy of the kind of people we are? You know what I mean? I mean, I have children who, yes, they are children. Yes, they will make mistakes. And yes, they are naughty. But my children know very well they say please and thank you regardless. You know, I actually had a mother come up to me once. Um, We were all hanging out uh, with some friends and everybody had brought their kids. And we were the first couple to leave. And I remember my... um these kids helping my son pack up his bag because he always takes a backpack with him. And when they were done packing, he turned to all of them and he said, thank you so much for helping me pack my bag. And his this kid's mother just started, like she had tears well up in her eyes and go, your son is so polite. I can't even get my kids to say please. And he's thanking them for packing his bag. They're his friends. And I said, yes, it's a principal thing. You know, even if they want something, they don't just go and grab. Even if it's a party where you can see this thing is a buffet, my son will still ask first, are we allowed to help ourselves? You know, he doesn't just jump in because, oh, it's out there. It must be for us. And I feel like of all the things, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm prepared to make mistakes as a parent. But one thing I feel my children will walk away with is knowing that they come from from a family that has passed on their heritage of 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 respect for your fellow human being you know because you know even when bonsu especially because he's he's the eldest and he's the one who um he can be quite a firecracker but you know he has also learned when he's calmed down to come back and apologize and acknowledge what he's done and for me that is huge when you have a child who's aware of what they've done and they will come and they will say to you, mom, I'm sorry I did this. Or he'll say, mom, I'm sorry I upset you. I didn't mean to shout, you know. And I'll tell him, don't apologize to me. Go and apologize to Auntie Chipo, who is his nanny. And he will go and apologize to her for what he's done. And he'll even try and make it up, you know. Um, 
And also over the weekends when he's chilling and, you know, the house becomes a mess, somebody has to cook. He actually comes and he offers help. He actually, he's not that child who goes, yeah, but we have a cleaner. Yeah, my mom can cook. Yeah, I'm going to play PlayStation. No, he actually, especially if he's going to run out and play or if he's going to get on that damn PS3 or PS4, because I know when he's on the PS4, he's never getting off. He first comes to offer. And you know, sometimes it comes from a place of he doesn't want you to bother him when he's playing his game. So when he's playing his game, you can't come and ask him for anything. But it's something. The fact that he's come and gone, do you need something, says this child acknowledges that he's not just there as a border, as a sponge. And he's only seven. And I feel like, forget all this other cack about, hey, 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 I'm in the line of Sobuko and Mangma. Just the person you are and the people you are bringing the, into this world and the line of people that are going to to cover this world. Because for me, those are the kind of people who will then come and borrow a hundred rand and they will say, listen, I'm going to pay you on this day. And if I can't pay you on this day, I'll make sure I let you know if anything goes wrong. But right now, God willing, things going smoothly. This is how much I'm going to pay you. Now, I just received a message now from Mabale because clearly Mabale is feeling bad about having abandoned me again. And she says, I don't owe you money, do I? I love you. Tell the people I love you. You see, Mabale, the way she's saying I love you, I love you, is starting to make me wonder if she does owe me. She doesn't owe me money, but she does owe me lunch. That's all. I, 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 I you know, she, I just want my lunch, Mabale Muloy. Uh, I, I believe you to be a principled woman and I believe that you will, you will send me my lunch. Um, yeah, and I, I, just around this thing of, of, of money. I mean, I've also done gigs where people haven't paid me. And for me, if I've done a gig for you and you've been screwed over by whoever organized the event, I don't understand why it pains you to just let me know that that's what's happened. And why you can't say, okay, let me compensate you and at least pay you for driving here. You know? I mean, I once drove all the way to Harrismith. Harrismith for a gig, which I did. I was emceeing a stage by myself. I think it was Woodstock something. And there was a Sony stage there and I emceed and, you know, I did, I did, how many hours? I think I did like two or three hours of emceeing on this stage. And I've never been paid for it. I paid for my own petrol to get there. I did the freaking gig. I did it well. And then at the end of the day, what do I have to show for it? Dololo. Dololo. Eh? No, man. We must all just have some degree of dignity, not just for ourselves, but for other people. You know? Hey, man. And I know I also owe people. I owe people not money. <laughs> no. The only people I owe money is the bank for my house. Um, but I, I, I also have come so far in my career that I honestly, honestly feel that I do actually owe a lot of people that party, that, that lacquer. Forget the slaughtering. That one's going to happen. But there are people who have carried me along my journey. Like you don't understand. There are people who, um, at different, at different, uh, transitions in my journey on this career of mine have really been there. They've been the extra bit of um, strength that I needed, the stilts I needed to be a little bit higher, the support I needed to keep, to keep me strong, to keep my back upright, you know? And I feel like those people, you know, when you do well and you're flying high, will tend to feel forgotten and unappreciated because they know what they did for you, you know? Or they don't know it, but they just feel like you've shut them out of the best bits, but they were there for the worst bits. And I feel like you also need to look at yourself deep right now and go, who is it that 
in my journey of all the good times, you know, in the times of Wololo and Dololo, you know, because now you're in Wololo, but they were pushing you through Dololo. Are you celebrating Wololo with them? Because if you're not, take a moment as well, man. It's Heritage Month, you know. Don't let your heritage just be about the bray, you know. Go and holla back at those people and be like, yo, yo, man, listen, you know. If it weren't for you, man, you know. And you will see what a huge difference it makes. Huge difference it makes. Um, Without my mabali, now I must think of my reasons for hugging a man because usually before I leave, I, I, I hug a man for something. So today, I think I want to hug that man who... Hmm, I want to hug a man who lends his lady money <laughs> and doesn't demand it back. <laughs> the guy who lends his lady money and decides that she'll pay me back in other ways. Not naughty ways, sis. But in... <laughs> In other ways, you know, because, you know, I, I love um, when when guys go, um, I love it when, when 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 guys go, well, you know, she's taking care of me. Hey, I don't have to come home and cook my own meal. I don't have to come home and figure out where my socks are. You know what I mean? Uh, my, my shirt is ironed. Wara, wara. And so, um, you know, or she makes me look good when I have to go to these company events. And then I nobody thinks anything of me. And then she walks in and suddenly the guys are going, yo. Kanti, you've got game like this. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So let's hug those guys. I don't know. And let's hug. Actually, today's not even hug a man. Today's hug a guy. Hug, hug, hug anybody. Hug somebody. Hug that person who you know appreciates you. That's it. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. So we have entered Heritage Month. I'm going to... Spend this time actually figuring out what my kids should do for Heritage Month because they are for Heritage Day because their heritage is quite quite complicated. Their father is a French-born Ghanaian Musutu man, and their mother is a Motswana. So they have Tswana, Sotho, Ghanaian heritage to deal with, and they're South African, which just then just causes problematic things. Uh, yeah, so I must, I must, I must uh, figure out uh, how I work that one out. But I have committed to um, getting them to formally learn um, Setswana or Sisut, you know, because people are like, yeah, but we're in, we're in a world where you know they must communicate. That's where I was at. But I think I don't want them to grow up one day and resent me for not having made sure that they at least know one of the um, mother tongues, you know. So. Yeah, that's my commitment. I'll do that before the ancestors come get me. I'm going to leave you with a beautiful song because I believe that we all deserve this song for today. This is your, you better get up and shake your booty. If you're, if you're at work and you're listening secretly, just, just wriggle in your chair. Just find your inner joy. My name is Timmy Meraki. Thank you for sipping tea with me. This is CliffCentral.com.